0: Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 2 Joshua Kane was not a pleasant man to look at. His face was not actually ugly. Indeed, it was well-formed. But his dark eyes had a habit of looking a person up and down with a cold stare as if he were appraising them. He would unexpectedly hold a gaze too long for comfort, as if testing the resolve of each and every person that he met beyond any reasonable need. Having done so, his eyes would then shift back and forth, impossible to pin down, impossible to read the opinion he had just formed. He was forty-five, with a body running slightly to seed. Immaculately dressed as always, he lounged in a black leather chair behind a mahogany desk. He looked comfortable to the point of indolence. But even to the most casual observer, even one who had come to him for aid, as so many did, he gave the same emotive reaction as one of the more deadly serpents. Joshua Kane was aware of this reaction, but he did nothing to try and change it. After all, it was true. Kane was known in circles of crime as a master fixer. Whatever problems a person could create for themselves, Kane could make them go away for a price. Need a new face? Ask Kane. A rock-solid alibi? Ask Kane. Need to break up a rally by your political rivals? Need a small army of enforcers that can't be traced to you? Want to buy a judge, a crown prosecutor, or still worse? Want to eliminate the competition once and for all? Kane provided every service crime could imagine, except the actual execution of the crime itself. Every member of the underworld knew him, and no one got close to him. Everyone paid him, and everyone still owed him. He was untouchable. He lived in a fine house in a respectable neighborhood. His neighbors may not have liked Kane, but they would never have guessed what he did for a living. His record was clean, partly through his own efforts, partly because even when his clients lost their battles with the law, they were too afraid to implicate Kane in any way. He had the goods on every crook in the city, big or small. To bring down Kane would invite a storm of reprisals that no one could have survived. For this reason, Kane was able to keep his household staff discreet. He kept a manservant, whom few would have guessed was a lethal shot, a driver, who was as skilled with a knife as any assassin, and a male secretary, who formed the nexus of Cain's connections to the underworld, and had untold volumes of blood on his own hands from the days before Cain found him. The staff was small, but lethal, and in the end it didn't matter. Kane knew himself to be untouchable which is why it was currently so difficult for him to keep an inscrutable expression on his face as he sat in his black leather chair behind his great mahogany desk. His driver lay crumpled on the floor by the French doors into his study. His secretary sat in the corner and stared at the gaslight that lit the room, seemingly entranced, horrified by whatever he saw. And his manservant stood stock still, eyes straight ahead, unblinking, as if he were a tuxedoed terracotta warrior made flesh. "'I suppose you think I ought to be impressed,' Kane said at last. "'You ought to be,' hissed a voice from the shadows. "'But I am not certain that you have the brains for it.' "'All right,' Kane said, the serpent's smile creeping back into his face. "'You clearly have skills. I'm sure I can find uses for you.' A tall form inched forward from the darkness. Kane could just see the smile playing around his guest's face. "'Is that what you think this was?' "'The intruder made no effort to conceal his amusement. "'An audition?' "'Yes,' Kane deadpanned, and you're hired.' "'No, Mr. Kane. "'You are.' "'Kane arched an eyebrow in spite of himself. "'I have a very exclusive clientele,' he said. "'Talented you might be, but I doubt very much you can afford me, "'and I don't work for people that I don't know.' "'Very well.' The voice from the darkness became less of a sinister whisper and resolved itself into a clear, well-spoken tone, with just a trace of an accent that defied analysis. The darkness that surrounded him seemed to fade away, to fall back into the corners of the room where the gaslight could not reach and shadows might be expected to live. Cain shook his head a little, as if trying to convince his eyes that they had to be mistaken. The tall, thin man who stood before him must have stepped forward into the flickering light, He gauged the distance to his visitor once again. The man had not moved. He glanced nervously at the gas lamp mounted on his wall. If it was burning brighter than it had a moment ago, Kane could not understand how, as neither he nor his catatonic secretary had touched the controls. You seem nervous, Mr. Kane," the man said at last. That is not your reputation. The man was narrow without being gaunt, with a predatory set to his eyes and the impassive stare of a hawk. His attire was simple, nothing that might attract attention, but unusual in its cut and design. There was a look to him. Perhaps it was just a manner that seemed foreign. Elements of his countenance seemed Asiatic, but Cain found it impossible to pinpoint. Perhaps he was of mixed ancestry, but if so it was a breed that Kane had never encountered. It was one more thing that made his guest seem so unnerving. Joshua Kane had made his way in the world by being able to break a man down with a glance, to tell just who he was, where he had come from, and what he was capable of doing. And now an enigma stood before him, proud and unscrutable. Allow me to introduce myself, he said. My name is Ajay Shah. Kane's brows furrowed still deeper. What kind of name is that? Shaw frowned. "'It is mine own,' he said gravely, "'and you would do well to hold it in the greatest possible respect.'" "'Or what?' Kane snapped, tired of this posturing. Shaw said nothing but merely extended his right hand to the side, to the limit of his reach, where his fingertips brushed lightly against the frozen form of Kane's own manservant. The contact was slight, but it was enough. The man began to fall forward, making no motion nor attempt to save himself from damage. He landed on the hardwood floor with an unhealthy-sounding smack. Kane leaned forward in his black leather chair slightly. He could see a small pool of crimson forming around his manservant's head, as though his nose had been badly broken in the fall. The man had not moved. His arms stayed frozen at his sides like a wooden Indian in a cigar store. Kane leaned back and locked onto Ajay Shah with his serpent's gaze. "'It's an interesting point,' "'he conceded. "'Will you have a drink with me, Mr. Shaw?' "'Perhaps,' a smile played about his guest's thin, mustached lips, "'when I have given you reason not to poison me. "'I am pleased to hear that such a reason is forthcoming.' Kane opened a box of cigars on his desk "'and pulled one out under Shaw's watchful gaze. "'He lit the cigar and puffed on it irritably "'as he gestured for his guest to begin.' You are, Mr. Kane, a man who arranges things. Is that a question? It is not. You have many connections within the criminal underworld, and you will please not insult my intelligence or waste my time by bothering to deny it. I'll just sit here quietly then, shall I? Kane sneered. It might be best, Shaw smiled graciously. I am, what is the expression, not from around here, as you say. That's one thing we say, yes. Kane was feeling decidedly like second banana in this routine, and it was a role with which he had little experience. I mean for a time to make this city my base of operations. I have certain business to conduct, and I find myself in need of, well, everything, frankly. Everything? Indeed. I have little patience for the games one plays when blending in with one's surroundings. I need an identity that I might use during my stay, one which leaves me free to travel in certain rarefied circles, for that is part and parcel of my mission. I have also need of a suitable residence and clothes which might befit the man you will create for me. Kane blinked in amazement. Anything else? he stammered. I will need an able and adventurous crew, which I feel certain you will be able to provide through your underworld connections, Ajay Shah continued. They must be well connected and versed in the operations of illegal activities within your city, and yet unaffiliated with any possibly competing interests, including, he smiled, your own good self. That's quite a bill of goods, Mr. Shaw. Kane snapped. Even if I could provide such a list of amenities, they would surely cost a pretty penny. Shaw smiled and turned to lift a large satchel, which Kane had not noticed before. He strode forward confidently, opened the satchel, and dumped its contents unceremoniously on the mahogany desktop, as Kane looked on in wonder. Thousands of dollars in bills, rare coins of a dozen countries, jewels and gemstones, all rushed forth— until a torrent of rich treasures and heirlooms from the finest of families all lay strewn before Joshua Kane. "'Is that quite pretty enough?' smiled ajay "'Where did you?' Kane began. "'From the safety deposit vaults of your empire bank,' his guest said, the smile frozen on his lips. Kane was awestruck. "'I heard about no such robbery.' It was rather less than two hours ago, Shaw said, inclining his head slightly as if taking the bow he was due, and I assure you, Mr. Kane, it is only the beginning. Joshua Kane blinked in wonder at the riches before him. Mr. Shaw, he beamed, I think we can do business. This is in... Urgent message from Cypher. On undergoing various uh, undergoings for the evil plan, it has come to my attention that these children, these say, have risen mutiny against us. This, of course, is suboptimal. They must be stopped at all costs. I think I speak for all mankind when I say the evil plan must continue. (laughs) Yes, it must. (laughs) Anyway, we have set up a trap for these kid agents and they will be dealt with soon enough. Don't leave me. Just listen i just going to cut one of them! No, wait! Okay, why haven't they reported in for the past two days? Two of your agents have been injured in the line of duty. Oh my god, Josh, are you okay? Uh, miss! Miss, can you please step back? Say something comforting to Josh Um, Better you than me Many believe Wordtastic Podcast To be the greatest podcast Of all time And season two bears no exception We'll have more action More laughs. laughs What is wrong with those? More drama Yeah!